1: Blue Wire. I am just back from the steakhouse right now, and I'm a couple of glasses of wine deep. Oh, hello.
0: Yes, we drink and we have good (laughs) podcasts.
1: We are going to have a great podcast.
0: (laughs) We're going to talk so much.
1: Hello and welcome to Unsalvageable, a Utah Jazz podcast, part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network with me,
0: Sarah Todd. Number one free agency, Utah Jazz podcast. We take title in 2022. Nobody can stop us because we are number one team. We have Hassan (laughs) Wesai. We have Rudy Gay. Second Rudy on team. Number one, Rudy in heart. And Yanovin Mitchell's best friend, Eric Pascal. <laughs> Nobody stop, Utah Jazz. We love team very much. i so excited for team. Hello. Welcome to Unsalvageable Life, Victor Vladivostok.
1: <laughs> With your number one Utah Jazz host, Victor Vladivostok, so nice to have you, Victor. Obviously, I'm Sarah Todd, Jazz Beat Reporter for the Deseret News, and as always, my co-host Greg Foster is here, but more importantly, Victor is here with us.
0: I have very many excite about uh, basketball team. I watch gold medal game for Rudith Gobert. <laughs> Rudith. <laughs> I love Rudith. He, very large man, block the shot, make the dunk. Oh,
1: Victor... I wonder if you know this little tidbit that now the Jazz own all of the Rudys of the NBA.
0: We have what is known as Monopoly. <laughs> we have cornered market. I'm, I'm very new to capitalism phrases, <laughs> but we have cornered market for Rudys in NBA. Yeah,
1: yeah it's a really big deal. It's exciting that the Jets have multiple Rudy's because free agency opened up. And that's what we're talking about today. Greg, are you there?
0: Hey, I am here. Oh, okay. There's on? you
1: guys. There's Greg.
0: <laughs> what's what's popping.
1: We're going to talk about first. We're going to get into kind of what happened around the league, sort of the highlights of what happened during the
0: call. Now I must leave. <laughs> Goodbye.
1: Bye Victor. We'll see you later. We're going to talk about what happened around the league, and then we're going to get into the jazz moves during free agency. And then we'll talk a little bit about summer league. So let's start with kind of the big moves. I think the probably the biggest move was Kyle Lowry going to Miami.
0: That's a good signing for Miami, too.
1: I'm very interested. Like it. I mean, I feel like I'm very interested every time someone pairs up with Jimmy Butler. I always want to know how it's going to work out. And for someone being a veteran, being in the league as long as he has, uh, Kyle Lowry, that I'm interested to see, because he's always had his own team, you know? Sure. And so now, well, not always, but for the majority of his career, it's been his team. And so now he's going into a position where I can tell you right now, Jimmy's not going to be given over the keys to the team.
0: No. But, you know, I think that Kyle Lowry has enough of of that craziness in him that I I think it can work. And then pairing him with, you know, the the, the Heat re-signed Duncan Robinson, who's proven Mm -hmm. to be a sniper. They've got Bam Adebayo. Like, I think they could very much be right back in the mix uh, in the Eastern Conference. I think they got better. They picked up a couple other guys. I think the Heat are going to be good. I think, I don't know, I think that's a good, a good short-term solution for the heat but who knows how long they're gonna you know this this window is gonna be open for them so
1: yeah and the heat also you know they're picking up um they're gonna be signing victor ladipo and they've That's got right. pj tucker fresh off a championship with the bucks ah, they, so- got some,
0: they got some guys with some uh championship caliber there which like really can pay a whole lot of dividends. I'm not going to say that it's always the defining factor of a team, but when you have somebody who's been there before, it tends to uh, net good results.
1: And you know what really pays dividends? Kyle Lowry and dead.
0: ass. (laughs) I mean, that ass and South Beach, it just kind of seems like.
1: Is there more? It seems
0: like a match made in heaven.
1: Is there a more famous booty? In the NBA.
0: In the NBA? No. No. I mean that thing's like two Christmas hams.
1: That's <laughs> like a two ham sandwich.
0: <laughs> Just mm, it's like a couple of pumpkins.
1: <laughs> um, what else? Oh, the Phoenix Suns, I mean, they were pretty much running it back. Uh, they lost a uh, good. They, like we said before, good for them. Campaign got paid. I'm happy for him. CP3. He deserved it smart move for Chris Paul to decline the option and to get three years of security for basically $30 million that a year, that's great for him. They're going to try to do it again. And I think they should.
0: And I think, yeah. And I actually think they got better. um, Knowing that Sarich is likely out all of next year. They went out and got JaVale McGee as their backup center, which was their Achilles heel you know, I thought Ayton did a pretty good job in the finals against Giannis. I mean, Giannis was otherworldly, but I think Ayton's a really good player, and now you have a good backup. And like, you know, there's a drop-off between Aiton and McGee, but it's not as stark as it was. So yeah, I think the the Phoenix Suns are going to be right right in the mix of of it again. And it honestly wouldn't surprise me if they were the number one seed coming out next year.
1: JaVale McGee is an interesting guy because it seems Mm -hmm. like he just kind of always it doesn't matter what team he's on. It doesn't matter how long he's been in the league. He just kind of always goes out and he produces exactly the same. Mm -hmm. You know? And so
0: contributes. You know what you're getting out of a player. Like you know exactly what you're getting. And a player like that is a it's a commodity. You know, he's going to rebound, he's going to block shots, he's going to hustle, he's going to get you offensive boards. He's going to set screens. He's going to roll to the hoop. Like guys like JaVale McGee don't grow on trees. Yeah. He's a good player.
1: Yeah. The next team that had some pretty big moves, uh, the Chicago bulls, Mm
0: -hmm. they're getting,
1: they're getting Lonzo ball to pair with Zach Levine, but they're also getting DeMar DeRozan and Alex Caruso.
0: Yeah. I am very interested to see how that three headed monster translates to the court. Cause
1: that's going to be the league pass team this year, right?
0: Oh yeah. But yeah, they are I mean, they're going to be fun. They're going to dunk everything. Um, but I'm a little interested because it kind of seems like uh, Levine and DeRozan are kind of the same player. I would say that like, at this point is in his career, DeRozan's kind of the, the Kirkland signature right. version of Zach Levine. But they're both guys. I mean, you've got three three guards now. I don't know who plays the small forward position, probably probably DeRozan. But it seems like they got three guys who need the ball in their hands to be effective. And they I mean Levine and DeRozan play a really similar brand of basketball so I am interested to see how that chemistry works and you know and you've still got Vukovic who is also a good player I'm worried that you know it's going to be like the New Jersey Nets junior right and and every single game is going to be 144 to 142 the Brooklyn Nets yeah. The New Jersey Nets, Brooklyn Nets. Which one <laughs> of us has had a couple glasses of wine
1: might I've forgotten? doesn't matter. <laughs> it's interesting that you say that, though, because that's exactly what I was thinking when you were saying they all need the ball in their hands. Because that works when you have guys at the caliber of Kevin Durant, Kyrie yes. Irving, James Harden, guys who need the ball in their hands. But they're just great basketball players. It doesn't matter,
0: you know? And as much as we knock James Harden, he's a fabulous playmaker and distributor. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so, but then when you've got kind of the light version of that, you know, I, I don't know if those players are competent, sounds rude, but it, I don't know if they're like basketball competent enough to be able to play that style of basketball and like not need the ball in their hands so much
0: for those guys. So yeah, it's, I, it's just going to be interesting. About the, I worry about the chemistry and you have, you have Vooch like Vooch is going to need the ball in his hands too. Yeah. But you know, and
1: all that to say, like, put good basketball plays to get players together like it might just work out
0: uh-huh.
1: uh the the lakers are also interesting but i think maybe the most what's the nice way to say this the most veteran roster in the league
0: they're old <laughs> as hell
1: <laughs> you got russell westbrook carmelo anthony lebron james anthony davis that's your that's your core four uh-huh. uh and who else <laughs> uh
0: trevor reza
1: trevor reza Kent Bazemore, wayne ellington
0: like they got a, you know, they got shooters, they got, they got vets. Oh, they're bringing in Carmelo Anthony as well.
1: Right. Carmelo. And it's just, it's a, here's the thing. I feel like every time that LeBron has constructed his own team, which he's want to do, uh-huh. it has clearly worked out for him. Right. Yeah. And so it doesn't matter like how crazy it seems. Like you put players with the best player in the world. It's going to work. Yep. So I, I, I know that there's criticisms to be had for the people they brought in, especially like bringing in mellow, you know, but I'm just going to wait and see on that one. They still got LeBron AD. Like it's going to be, that's going to be a good team to watch.
0: I am really interested because they moved uh, a couple, you know, especially KCP and a few right. other players that, you know. The thing that the Lakers, as good as they were offensively, the thing was that was so good was their defense. And I have a hard time believing that defense is going to be as good as it was. Yeah. Um, but again, maybe it doesn't matter. And, you know, we're seeing teams have a lot of success by simply outscoring other teams. So I mean, yeah, it's weird. I, I think, mean,
1: I, I feel like that's what we thought before, too. Like, oh, the Laker, how how are they going to be on defense? But then it was like, all of a sudden, Alex Caruso and Taylor Horton Tucker, KCP, Montrez Harrell, it's like, oh, they play lockdown defense now, every single one of them. And Mm -hmm. so it's I just, I think that a lot of it is like you, you put guys in a situation where they truly believe that they have a chance to win a chip and like guys are just going to try harder.
0: Yeah. And I still... Believe that if the Lakers were healthy, they win the title last year. But I believe that too. That's not what happens. So, yeah, that and that sucks to suck.
1: That happens every season. You know, no asterisk. Mm-hmm. We we do not give out asterisks. Aster how, how is plural asterisks?
0: A- S K asterisk
1: asterisks though plural asterisk fine
0: asterisks. <laughs> <laughs> I sound like a sprinkler. <laughs>
1: Who else. Kings going to Kang Is that it? <laughs>
0: what the f- are the Kings doing? I don't know. I don't know. How many how many centers do they have on their roster now? How many, like what like what what's the Kings big move? Like what's the move? Yeah, and aren't they pretty I I was reading, I think they're pretty close to the salary cap too. Like they're not hard capped, but they're close and like what are you doing with that roster? I don't know. I don't know.
1: Also, it's just, I mean, it's surprising to me that, you know, we'd mentioned Moharklis before as maybe like a guy who could be had at the minimum. It's interesting to me that he resigns such a small deal to stay with the Kings. Like he could have been picked up elsewhere on a team that is not the Kings.
0: And it, yeah, on a team that's like good, like he could be a contributor. I don't, you know, I, Miami Mo Harkless was a good player.
1: I find it very, very hard to believe that Luke Walton has created a culture where people want to be.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's no way. Like, how does he still have a
1: job? How does Luke Walton or Neil O'Shea have jobs? I have no idea.
0: Yeah. Me neither. I wish I had that kind of job uh, security though, because yeah. get away with murder. Um, yeah, let's King, see what else is going on?
1: We're still waiting on what might happen with Brad Beal, Ben Simmons, Damian Lillard. Those are things that we don't really know what's going to happen. Maybe we won't even know until the trade deadline. Maybe nothing happens. Yeah, there's been, there's been a lot of rumors about what's happening with Ben Simmons, whether it's he doesn't have, uh, he's not in contact with anyone from the Sixers right now, despite the fact that we were promised that he was going to not go to the Olympics and stay here and work out with the Sixers. That he has no communication with them. What did I f-ing
0: say? I love this drama, and you know what I really want. Speaking of what the fuck are the Kings doing? Mm. And I'm going to put this out in the podcast. I'm putting this out in this world. I have been a free De'Aaron Fox guy for years now. I know. I want a De'Aaron Fox for Ben Simmons trade. I bet you the Sixers want that too. <laughs> you cannot like tell me like. How you can't tell me the deer and fox wouldn't go to Philly and just thrive?
1: Go anywhere
0: and thrive. You know what? I am for a long time I defended Ben Simmons, but a fan of the guy. You know, we're we're Philly people on this podcast. I'm all out of that. I'm I'm all out on Ben Simmons. Boys made, and I want him to go and have to like rot in basketball purgatory. Go play for Luke Walton, you f- bum.
1: Couldn't have said it better myself. I want it
0: so bad. Oh, and, and one other thing before we, we switch gears. You said that Chicago is your league pass team. Right. Can I tell you who mine is? Go ahead. The motherfucking New York Knicks are back, baby. Are they? And I'm so excited. Are, I, we? I mean, are we? No, excited? not really, but I think they're going to be really fun with... It's with, funny.
1: It's, it's just that... It's Kemba Walker and high-paid Julius (laughs) Randle.
0: Yeah, I mean, they got Evan Fournier too.
1: Right. Julius Randle with a paycheck.
0: 78 million smackaroos.
1: I'm actually- 78 million. I'm really excited to watch Julius Randle with with a good paycheck. (laughs) Not that like he wasn't making NBA money before, but like Julius Randle with a dope paycheck. Like I kind of think he's going to ball out even more than he did this year.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm interested. I. I love Julius Randall. I th- like his his career trajectory ha- is off the wall. Yeah, I'm all in on the Knicks. I don't and think I, I don't a- think they're going to be all that great. You know, they'll be a playoff team. They'll be again like a four or five seed in the in the the East, like they were. But they're going to be fun.
1: Yeah, I'd love to see Kemba thrive somewhere. I've been. Yeah, I love and he's back Kemba. Home. Yeah. Kemba Walker uh, and John Wall are like two of the guys I've always just like wanted to see do well. And- I'm with uh, you,
0: I love John Wall. Same. Me, I mean, ever since he threw gang signs on the court, <laughs> huge fan. He's, yeah, one of the all time NBA cool guys. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> he had his own dance. Yes. And anybody who makes calling Cowherd poop his pants over <laughs> that dance, huge fan of. Yeah. Love it. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, a member FDIC.
1: Let's move on to the moves that the jazz made. It's just jazz podcast. Let's move on. Number to jazz. one
0: for Utah
1: <laughs> We should um, we should say it. We get us get solemn. Have a moment of moment of silence for Matt Thomas.
0: <laughs> R.I.P. Bozo. How are Can- you going to be a shooter who can't shoot? Amazing. Happy trails.
1: All right. RIP to George Niang. Gorgeous a George. Real, a,
0: a real one. A real one. Honestly, I don't... George Niang has not been my favorite player. I've been hard on him. I thought he was hot garbage in the playoffs. But to, to where he started as a jazz man to where his jazz tenure ended has been a pretty amazing step up. And he's, he's made huge strides as a player. He's obviously not who the jazz need, but I still think he can be effective and I'm going to be cheering for him in Philly. And I wish him the best
1: and love that. He's going to Philly because like you said, uh, we love Philly people on this pod and so I texted a few people over there in the organization and told them like, you got a good one because George is a good guy and he'll be a lot of fun. One of the things that I will say about George is like, we did, we were hard on him. And I think that we were hard on him for good reason for how he played in the playoffs. Yes. In his exit interview, you know, when asked how he played, he, he really owned up to it. He was, he was like, you know what? Didn't do my best, but what it does is it shows me that there's still room to improve. And so like he knows the situation and he spun it in a nice way. And he's like willing to do work. And we hear a lot. We heard from Jarrell that George is one of the hardest workers on off days. He gets into the gym. He's really, really working. And so you have to respect some, a guy that has that kind of attitude that will put in the work. And so I really hope for good things for him.
0: Yeah. Same. Uh, My only advice for George is now that you're in Philadelphia, you got to stop searching your name on Twitter, dude. You
1: really got to noops. (laughs) Do it. That's,
0: my, that's my advice for you. Jazz fans can be ruthless when it comes to Twitter. And I think the jazz fans have a reputation that is well-earned. But as far as an online fan base, Philly fans on Twitter are f- ruthless. The difference
1: is, is that when, when jazz fans started to realize that George was searching his name on Twitter, they would come up with ways for it to not be easily searchable. You know, they wouldn't use, like, they'd go GN or, you know, just they wouldn't use full name because that's what he was searching, right? They
0: would use asterisks.
1: Right? Asterisks. (laughs) Philly fans, if they find out that George Niang is searching his name, they will continue using his name and then use that as fuel.
0: Oh, yeah. That's just pouring gas on the fire.
1: That's the difference.
0: Yeah. I mean... Jazz fans are very apt at telling you to f- off politely. It's mm. a bit of an art, right? Like they're the meanest sugar-coated bunch um, around.
1: And Philly, someone from Philly would say, why do I need to be polite?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That is actually one thing I do kind of miss about the East coast is the, that that blunt honesty, the, the, the directness. Yeah. I I miss that. I've actually had talks in my professional life with, you know, my peers and my bosses and been like, don't sugarcoat things, man. If you you don't like something or if my work's not what you need it to be, just tell me. I'm not one of those people who needs the three positives and one negative.
1: In Philly, you always know where you stand with people.
0: Oh, yeah. Can I tell you a fun story? When I was first working um, in Philadelphia, I was... Yes, I was writing is. writing a website and I turned in my V1 and the one feedback I got on one page was in big block letters. This is bullshit.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Like exactly. Thank you. Perfect. Yeah.
0: I yes. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> yeah, great. So um happy trails, to George, happy trails Nying. to George. I hope you go out and thrive, dude.
1: Yeah, hope he does. Jazz made moves, shockingly. Uh, less than three minutes after free agency opened up a three year, $72 million contract reportedly $72 million via league sources (laughs) for Mike Conley. Mike Conley's coming back. He's going to stay in a jazz uniform. We talked about it ad nauseum jazz had to do it. Jazz got it done. I think it's a good deal. If you look at the other all-star point guards, Kyle Lowry and Chris Paul being the, you know, they're in their thirties point guards who also got deals, uh, Mm -hmm. Mike Conley comes on about a, uh, eight to $10 million discount.
0: Kevin love is going to make more money next year than Mike Conley.
1: Right. And so like, it's
0: an awesome deal for an all-star point guard. Who's been really, really good for you. And a guy who has elevated the play of your best player in Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. Like there has been nobody in Donovan's career who has had a more positive impact and that alone is worth the $22, $23 million you're going to pay for him a year.
1: Yeah. we've. I mean, I don't think that we have to really go into what Mike does for the team. You, you said it just now. They had to do it. Uh, it's a great discount. That was the first domino to fall. And with that, the Jazz started making other moves. And the other moves turned out, uh, the big one is that they they signed Rudy Gay. What do you think about that signing? Awesome. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I like it. I do. Uh, I think it's exactly the kind of guy that the Jazz need. as As Rudy Go or Rudy Gobert, Rudy Gay has gotten older. We're seeing him play more minutes at the five. Mm-hmm. He played the majority of his minutes last season at the five, so he can be that answer to small ball lineups that have given mm-hmm. the Jazz so many problems. He's um, one of the better defenders in the league, surprisingly. He's got very good defensive RPM if you go and look that up. And I mean, he's not a guy you're going to play 30 minutes a night. He's going to come in. He's going to play 15, 20 minutes a night. And ultimately what you're doing is you're replacing George Niang with Rudy Gay. And that is a huge upgrade across the board.
1: You're replacing George Niang with Rudy Gay at a discount from what George Niang is going to be worth.
0: Yes. Yeah, it's... I thought it was a very shrewd, very good move.
1: Right. And like, obviously, I mean, people are going to hear that and think that I'm saying that George Niang is making like taxpayer mid-level exception money and he's not. But I'm saying like in a year or so, like George Niang could be making that kind of money. And you were going to have to commit to that if you were going to keep George Niang. And instead, you've got Rudy Gay for the taxpayer mid-level. And like, listen, is he the greatest defender? No. Is he going to stop like craftier guards on ball no is he a huge rim protector no but what he does is he gives you length and movement on the wing and help defense which is not something that the jazz have a ton of guys athleticism yeah athleticism to like be a good help defender
0: Uh
1: and that's really gonna help out not during the regular season when you're funneling guys to rudy gobert but in the playoffs when you've got to rotate and switch that's where rudy gay is going to be important and that's what that's what the jazz are playing for right now it's not about regular season success they won that one Mm -hmm. it's got to be about the postseason now and i think that the rudy gay pickup is a really good move
0: don't mean a thing without a ring
1: exactly yeah i i love it next move uh i don't know Hassan Whiteside. (laughs) white
0: side i tweeted this out as uh like moments after Woj dropped the bomb. And listen, I'm all in. Oh, I'm simply in. Simply <laughs> because I am an agent of chaos. <laughs> I am an ultimately powerless man with a podcast. And what brings me solace in this cold, dead world is getting these jokes off. <laughs> It's what warms my soul and brings meaning to my life. And there is not a funnier scenario than Hassan Whiteside being Rudy Gobert's backup.
1: It's really
0: it's it, it's something out of a Cohen Brothers movie. It's so funny going back about their beef, and, you know. The, the jokes with Rudy and uh, Evan Fournier years ago, mm-hmm. a couple of years ago on the Instagram and the the Hassan Whiteside, they ain't doing it with blocks.
1: It, one of the, it was one, one, of, one of my first days on the beat, uh, late December, 2019. I'm pretty sure when the jazz played the Blazers, I mean, we were, it was so early after me getting the job in Utah that I still was having trouble with Rudy Gobert's accent. And so and that day was when Rudy Gobert said, Oh, like Hassan i thinks he's so good. His coach should have put him in at the end of the game then.
0: Coach should have put him in game. <laughs>
1: And I like had to go back and re-listen to the audio to actually hear what he said and laughed about it like an hour later. Cause I was
0: like, oh! it's such a good quote. It's such a good quote. Yeah. I think it's, it's funny. And you know what? For 10, 15 minutes a night against backup centers. Sure. Sure. Do I think that there's a chance that Quinn Snyder doesn't make it through the season because he's serving jail time for a homicide? Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say no, it's definitely a non-zero chance. Like we could witness a murder at half court in the middle of a game against like the, the Dallas Mavericks where Hassan Whiteside gets block hungry and misses a rotation. Here's what I
1: want. Here's what I want. You are the agent of chaos and you want to get the jokes off. And I, I am here for it and I appreciate it. And I can't wait for this ride with you, buddy.
0: (laughs) Here's what I want. I'm so excited.
1: I want, and this will also make me laugh. I selfishly as a reporter, what I want to happen is the Hassan Whiteside redemption story, where,
0: Oh, I would love it.
1: Where he admits to his arrogance when he was in Miami, he talks about how it all got to his head and then his fall from grace. And then now we hear the humbled side of Hassan Whiteside and where he thinks that he can improve. And like, lengthen his career by learning from someone like Rudy Gobert. Like that's the, it would not only be great and I want the story, but like to come back a year later and have that be the situation would be so hilarious.
0: I'm sorry, but if you pitch that to the Hallmark channel, they 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 would turn that down.
1: (laughs) They're like, can we, can we some, their Hallmark channel says no. And then Lifetime picks it up but they add the Quinn Snyder murder. (laughs) (laughs)
0: at the very end of this season when the jazz miss out on the finals (laughs) lifetime picks it up because Rudy because Rudy Gobert gets hurt in game seven and he can't go and Hassan Whiteside instead of closing out when he's supposed to on Luka Doncic he goes for the block and he gives up the layup (laughs) (laughs) and the Mavs make the finals oh
1: god the possibilities
0: are endless I love it oh my god um All I'm going to say, Jazz Nation, is ready or not.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, The Jazz also, I mean, I think that this was one of the best moves that the Jazz made. I love it. Honestly, there's, there's so much upside to it. And the upside is specifically, so what they did, they trade a second round pick top 42 protected, which is whatever. <laughs> I'm not even gonna, sure. Sure. Whatever for Eric Pascal, which is legitimately Donovan Mitchell's best friend.
0: Yeah. You're, that's, you're keeping your star he- happy when he gets to hang out with his childhood friend. And if that's all you get out of Eric Pascal, yep. that's great. Everything else is just icing on the cake. Here's the thing. If
1: he plays badly, if he's not good, it doesn't matter. If he turns out to have get any minutes at all and have even the tiniest of a positive impact, that is like you said, cherry on top, because you brought in Donovan's best friend. That's all that you need. And all it took was a second round pick.
0: Mm-hmm. And apparently he's good friends with Royce O'Neill now. And they, they yeah. all work out well, in the off season. So exactly. Because oh, yeah.
1: Royce O'Neill is Donovan's best friend that's already on the team. Eric Pascal is, the, is Donovan's best friend that wasn't on the team. They all have the same agent. And so now it's, if you're trying to keep someone happy, this, it's so savvy. It's just like, it was a very smart
0: move. It is beautiful love story. Yeah. <laughs> like when Julia Roberts mm. make movie.
1: Pretty Woman, is that the one you like?
0: Yes, <laughs> or maybe Thin Lazy Boys Are Back in Town.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, the Jazz, okay, Royce O'Neal, Donovan Mitchell, and Eric Paschal are the dudes rock.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. The NBA. <laughs> I And then you throw in Jordan Clarkson. Yeah. Oh. And the vibes on this team are immaculate. And I am all for the 21 2021 2022 dudes rock utah jazz that's all right. as an advocate right as an influencer <laughs> in the dudes rock movement
1: mm.
0: uh, i i welcome all four yeah and we have never been stronger and dudes rock is just we're just going to continue onward and upward into the stratosphere
1: the donovan and royce's instagrams royce's tiktok those are going to be things to watch this season Mm -hmm. should we talk about joe engel's rumors you want to do that
0: uh yeah i'm i'm interested i'm interested in to see what happens because there have been rumors flying there's been rumors that he's going to the cavaliers there's been rumors that he's going to the warriors there's rumors that he nothing's happening and He's going to stay with the Jazz until he's 68 years old. Um, So, I mean, you are more connected and have more of a finger on the pulse than I do. So I want your take. What's going on with Joe?
1: There are definitely teams that are interested in Joe. Um, As has been reported, the Warriors and the Cavaliers have both shown interest. Both are interesting to me if a package can be made, Mm -hmm. but here's sort of the league perspective on Joe. And I think that it would be very smart for the jazz to move in this direction. And I think that it is, I don't think that Joe is going anywhere this off season and Uh it's kind of the same thing as Ben Simmons that it's, and I'm not comparing the two, but we'll see Ben Simmons and Joe Ingles are both players that play incredibly during the regular season. Uh And both of them, have not done well in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And so why would you trade them when their stock is at their lowest? I think that both players are going to be on their rosters until the trade deadline where, when their stock is at their highest. Interesting. Because it, but I,
0: I think there's legs there for sure.
1: There's legs, but I think that the teams that are interested would still be interested trade when the trade deadline comes along, because it, I mean, if you're a team that's looking at Joe Ingles right now, like that, you don't have leverages, the jazz after what Joe looked like in the playoffs. But if you're a team that's watched Joe Ingles, especially last season, if he kind of does that again, the way that he played throughout the regular season, we get to February and you're a team that's looking for a guy like Joe Ingles, uh, that, that
0: stock is shooting up. Sure. Yeah. That's the right, time right. to do it. No, I think you're, you're convincing me more and more. And I think,
1: and when there's legs, it's like, I said this to someone the other night where there's smoke, there's fire. That's absolutely true. But sometimes fires go out. And so if the fires go out this off season, which I think that they're going to, it doesn't mean they can't be relit because sure. there, there was interest there. There's going to be interest there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That makes, it makes total sense. What are you hearing on the on front, because there are still some rumors there that like he's available. I haven't heard any sort of like hypothetical trades like what we've heard from Joe Ingalls, but there still are some some people raising their eyebrows and kind of giving the the Kanye shrug of like mm, maybe.
1: I mean, from what I've heard, I mean, anyone's available, right? If your name's sure. not if your name's not Donovan or Rudy, you're not available, and even then. You know, like every it's the NBA, and so. But I know. I know that the Jazz really like Boyan.
0: As they should. He's really good.
1: Yes, he is, and. I I don't think the Boyan's going anywhere. Mm
0: -hmm. That that would surprise me, for the record.
1: There are people within the Jazz that really like Boyan, and they want to keep him.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: That's about it for the jazz. I mean, what's left for the jazz to do at this point, um, you'd still love, I mean, the wing defense.
0: Still the thing that, that gives me heartburn.
1: Right. I hate to say, <laughs> cause see, uh, here's you got guaranteed money going to Elijah and Doak. Yeah. And I don't think that those guys are breaking the, they really want Elijah Hughes to, be a defender and be a good defender and he's working on it and he can get better. I don't think sophomore NBA season, it's going to happen. Yep. I guess that the jazz like me, but he's got non-guaranteed money. And so uh, he's not the guy. I don't think, I don't know if the jazz are going to end up keeping him around or not, but I don't, I don't it think it would surprise me. I don't think that he's the guy. And with Jared Butler on the roster also, I don't, see a place for me, or for Trent forest. And so who knows what's going to happen with those guys. And then we have our, our sweet, sweet boy, the guy that we love Jarrell Brantley. I still think that there's room for him and need for him on the team. I think that, I think that if he got run and it's not just because we know him and we love him, I think that if he got run with regular rotation guys, it would make him better. And it'd be really quick. I think you'd see a quick switch from that guy.
0: Every single time. Even if he's not having a good shooting night. No, he's a good defender. Every single time he goes out in place, he leaves some sort of imprint on the game. Yeah. He he's a good passer, he's a good uh he's a good defender, he's a versatile defender, he can guard one through four, he rebounds well. Yep. And out of everyone you mentioned, he's the most to me, the most NBA ready. Yep. And he's also the one who fills the need that the, the jazz have. Yeah. They need a big, versatile wing defender. And buddy, I mean, Jarrell Brantley is both thick and jacked.
1: He's both thick. What well, more, more do you want? What more do you want?
0: low defensive stance.
1: <laughs> and that's pretty much it is. Like the Jazz still have a couple of needs and they have to kind of figure out to, what to do with those end of bench guys. They can't keep them all. They might keep a keep a couple. I think we've seen the last of Juan Morgan.
0: Yeah, he's gone.
1: Yeah. And and that's pretty much it. I think if if I'm looking at it overall, I think the Jazz had a very good free agency. I think that they, it was really smart, low risk, high reward moves. Um mm-hmm. I mean Hand hats off. We doff our hats to Justin Zanuck because I think I think the boy done well.
0: Yeah, it's uh, I tweeted this out and I'll reiterate it. And you know, I, I have a hard time looking at the jazz team on paper as currently constructed and not thinking they haven't improved. Right. Um, I'm I'm a jazz fan, so I'm I'm naturally skeptical after decades of heartbreak, mm-hmm. but um, I'm cautiously optimistic.
1: I think that and that's I think that's where you should be because I think that they were good moves. We'll see if they work out. The only thing to do is to wait and mm-hmm. see and we we'll see if they can make any more moves between now and the trade deadline maybe and yeah. Uh and then roll it out and throw it out and see what sticks. I think that Quinn's going to have some more versatility. He's going to be able to move things around a little bit better with this. I think they're deeper than they were because I think they had a deep team but the depth wasn't as experienced as it needed to be and this gives them right. more experience with depth and that's what we were talking about when they played the clippers it's like you've got options now they've got
0: options yeah yeah they're they they're deeper that was one thing that we hit on in our eulogy was just the the sheer lack of depth and i feel like they've done a good job of filling that void they got it, they got guys who are versatile and they have you know multiple guys at the same position now so that like, you know, if Mike Conley does go out in the regular season and miss some games, you know, hopeful that Jared Butler can come in and if fill a wanna, role. Right.
1: Him. And if you want to give Rudy some rest, you've got Hassan Whiteside. You've got
0: Hassan Whiteside and you've got Doak, who's looked like a man against boys in summer league. The little bit that I've watched. Uh, I mean.
1: He's big, he's strong, he can get up and he dunks the ball and good for him.
0: Yeah. What have your thoughts been on Summer League? I'll I'll let the listeners know. I have not watched anything more than highlights. My lovely wife has been out of town on a very well-deserved girls' trip, much like Sarah's on right now, another well-deserved girls' trip. So I've been on uh, single daddy duty, which is hard as (laughs) yeah and takes – all the time, in the world. So I have not watched much, but Sarah, I'm wondering what are your, what are your takeaways as far as summer league? You had a, you had a front row seat.
1: I'm going to be totally honest. Not a ton of takeaways. Mm-hmm. I mean, the jazz had the, their white team and their blue team, their blue team. Honestly, we can ignore the yeah, white sure. team, the guys that you were wanting to see uh Doak, Elijah, Trent, Jarrell, Joel looks great on the defensive end. You know what we think about him. That's what I saw. Sure. you would like to see some more consistency in his shot, but his defense is the most intriguing thing about him. So again, uh, Trent Forrest looks like Trent Forrest, though he is very admittedly knows that he needs to put a lot of work into his shot. He uh-huh. said as much. It's good to hear. Believe when I see it. Doke is big and strong and gets up and dunks the ball and can block shots. And
0: he's the biggest man. I may have ever seen outside of Shaquille O'Neal.
1: And here's what he I'll say. He's
0: gigantic.
1: He is. My biggest takeaway from Summer League is my intrigue into Elijah. I don't think that if he didn't have guaranteed money that he'd be making the team, but because he has sure. guaranteed money, I think the Jazz are going to invest a lot into his development. Mm-hmm. And uh, this past week was the first time that we, we the reporters, actually got to see Elijah like up close in person because we got to do in-person interviews. Mm-hmm he's got an NBA body. Yep. And that makes him more interesting than I thought. And he's incredibly committed. Uh, he's got a lot better of a personality than I thought when it, when it comes to knowing your flaws, knowing exactly, knowing exactly what you need to do to get an NBA spot. And he's very specific about it. And the coaches are being really specific about it with him. And I'm, I'm interested to see where he develops too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that is, that is all I've got for you from
0: summer league. Sure, My, my one, I guess not takeaway, but one thing that I'm interested in is that it, it's one thing to look incredible, um, in the salt Lake city summer league playing against a bunch of guys who are going to go back to teaching gym in mm-hmm. a week, you know, good hoopers the, you, you go to any LA fitness and they're running the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, it's another, when you actually start playing against guys with uh, other guys with guaranteed money and guys who are actually going to be playing in the league. Yep. And I'm very intrigued to see how that core four plays in Las Vegas. I'm especially, especially Doke.
1: Yeah. I'm ve- I, I'm very excited to watch that team in Vegas. And, and one thing that we should say is that we won't be seeing Jared Butler in Vegas. We today is huge bummer today's Friday. And we spoke to Justin Zanuck today. He spoke with local reporters and he said that, you know, if this wasn't a compressed off season and if the guy had had a chance to play before now, then maybe he'd be playing in Vegas, but, and I think that is actually a good point because, you know, he had a really hard run up to a title with Baylor and then a immediate stop because he wasn't able to do the pre-draft workouts and like work out at the combine and stuff because he had to wait. He wasn't allowed to do anything at all because he had to wait for the fitness to play panel from the NBA to clear him. Mm -hmm. And so he hasn't had like, he hasn't been playing full contact at all. He's completely healthy. We're not worried about that, but I, I agree that like, you know, just throwing him into summer league, why would you do it? Right.
0: Yeah, it's not. It's it's way too high of a risk and low of a reward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I remember years ago, and this is a story I tell about everyone to everyone who gets really really excited. I remember uh, about about Summer League years and years ago when I was just a young tyke. My dad took me to the Rocky Mountain Review. Mm-hmm. You know, R I P. What R.I.P. is now Salt Lake Summer League. And I watched a young Greg Oster tag wash Tim Duncan, mm. and then we all know what happened after that. Yes, we do. <laughs> so I don't know how much stock you can take in that. I'm yeah. always I'm always leery of of great summer league performances. I know there are there are times that are, are the exception. I remember again in the Rocky Mountain Review watching a young Kevin Durant play, and I was like yeah, this kid's a revelation.
1: I mean, even more recently though, you can remember Ian Clark. He played for mm-hmm. the Warriors summer league team that won the summer league championship. Yes. I was there as the first summer league that I covered Ian played amazingly. And I thought, Oh, that's definitely an NBA guy I got signed by the jazz and where's what's going on now. It's summer points. league is a fickle thing, but I think when you when you know what to look for in players, like the four guys that we are gonna be looking at for the jazz, you can see if there's like incremental improvement or if there's potential for more. Yep. I think that's a, a good place for us to stop it. Sure. Yeah. This, is,
0: this has been nice. This has been nice. You know what? You go enjoy, have another glass of wine. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have very seven- very well-deserved. Go enjoy your girlfriends. I'm going to have several more glasses of wine. <laughs> Me too, for entirely different reasons.
1: Yeah. You, need to, you need to soak those those dad bones because it's, uh, it's hard work, man.
0: It is, man. Good
1: luck with the rest of the week.
0: <laughs> I wash and dry. Yeah.
1: Uh, good luck on single dad duty.
0: Greg wife, leave him.
1: No. <laughs> oh, Victor. No, don't. Victor, don't go down this road. I told you we're going to go to Vegas.
0: Now I meet you in Vegas next week. Meet no. Lady, get married by Elvis, happily ever after.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, you guys know what to do follow, rate, review, subscribe. Give us those five star reviews. We love them. Send us an email at unsalvageablepod at gmail.com. Follow- Let's do
0: another mailbag soon.
1: There it is. Callin' out. Send us your mailbag questions. Send them in. We'll put some call-outs on Twitter. Let's do that. Follow Greg at Dad dad Follow me at NBA Sarah. Follow the show at Unsalvageables. And we will talk to you next time.
0: Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
1: Probably not. I'm going to think about it in editing. We're going to yeah. check that in post. Uh, <laughs> oh, that was great. I've had too much wine for this. <laughs> okay. Basketball boner. <laughs> I'm cutting that out.
0: <laughs> oh, no, you're not. That's our intro.
1: Yeah, that probably is.